brought to you by Stella Oak Financial. Our clients work in retirement because they choose to, not because they have to. Please visit our website at stellaoak.nn.com. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. Today on the podcast, we have the pleasure of speaking to a true inspiration. After an explosion left him with burns over 100% of his body and 1% chance of survival, let me just say that again, 1% chance of survival, John O'Leary shocked everyone with his miraculous recovery. Now a number one best-selling author of his book, On Fire, Seven Choices to Ignite a Radically Inspired Life, as well as a host of the top-rated Live Inspired podcast, he travels the nation teaching over 50,000 people how to live life inspired. His second book, In Awe, Rediscover Your Childlike Wonder to Unleash Inspiration, Meaning and Joy will be published by Penguin Random House in May, this coming May. So let's look for that. Welcome, John. Hey, man. What an honor to be on. So you and I met about a year ago, and I'm, I'm thrilled that this is finally working out for us. Well, you know, um, when I met you, the thing that really stood out to me the most is that you practice what you preach. You are an inspiration. You're promoting that within your business. But then that's also who you've been and developed as even from when you were a young kid. I don't want to go back in history to, to when you were a young kid, but what I what I really would like is to start off and tell me about your days between 18 and 22. I want to hear what was John like if I interviewed him when you were 18 years old? What would you what what were you like as an 18 year old? Awesome. So let, let me give your audience bookends so they can see the, the cover of the book and then the back of the book and then I'll get to your question real shortly so the on the front side of the cover nine years old burned on 100 percent of his body loses his fingers five months in hospital years of recovery <clears throat> so that's the prequel and then today i'm married a beautiful lady just great heart cool lady named beth i met her in college uh four kids great business healthy great life so th- those are the, the, the book covers right but in the middle 18 to 22, what you should know about me is I had almost zero self-confidence. What you should know is that although I acted as if I had everything put together, I had a lot of self-doubt about who I was and about what my future might hold. I had no certainty at all what really mattered, what I wanted to do when I grew up, how I was going to make a living, and who I might actually do life with long-term. And so to kind of fake it to make it, I probably partied harder than anybody else. I probably drank more than anybody else. I probably acted better, well-suited and put together than anybody else. But it was just this big mask. So I was uh, trying to tell the world how awesome and normal I was when the reality is I felt as if none of those things were true for me. So that, that that's the reality of my life at age 18 and 22. It's very different today, and it's very different from age 9. But But those were hard years for me. They were fun years. But they were very hard years. Self-confidence uh, is something that I think a lot of 18 to 22-year-olds struggle with. And there, there's got to be a part of them that wonders if they're ever 
going to come out of their shell in in that scenario? Was there something that happened specifically that you could identify that helped you transform or was it practice and work ethic and ultimately you learned a craft? Like how did you come out in being the confident John that you are today? So it's a little bit, you you kind of ask an either or and it's kind of a yes and. Part of it is just putting your left foot in front of your right. It's amazing what what movement will do to you. Momentum is a very hard thing to stop. So continuing to progress forward in your life, not giving up on your dreams, not giving up on yourself, and not giving up on a calling to be even more tomorrow than you are today. That, that's part of it. The other piece is I was faking it for a long time. So after actually in the midst of college, I wanted to become a business owner. And so I bought this old beat-up building downtown in St. Louis, Missouri. I'd never even painted, painted my own bedroom, let alone fixed up an old dilapidated building bought this thing and with hands that are missing fingers, I, I began fixing this thing up and it took way longer, it cost way more. It made me far less money, but it was the first project as an entrepreneur. And it made me just enough to do it again and do it again and do it again until about the age of 28 when my mom and dad wrote a book about their experience raising me. They printed 100 copies. They've sold now 20, I'm sorry, they've sold now 85,000. And one of the copies was sold to me. And so I got to read about my story. It changed my life, realizing that it wasn't always bad. It might have actually been used for good. And I've never seen it through that lens. And then what really, really changed my life is a group of three Girl Scouts asked me if I would share my story for their troop. So this guy who's working construction, serving as a general contractor, a business owner, never told anybody how he was burned, then goes into this little schoolhouse, tells three Girl Scouts how he was burned. And one of them says, Mr. O'Leary, my dad runs a small business. Would you, would you share it for him? So I did. And then that guy actually was a Rotarian. He asked if I would share for the Rotary Club. So I did. So that first year, I shared a grand total of three times, no payment. Next year, eight times, no payment. But eventually, this thing became a business, still fueled by passion. In the, ne- in the last 15 years, I've shared in all 50 states and a couple dozen countries in front of a couple million people this story that at age 28, I could not even tell myself, <laughs> let alone anybody else. And so uh, it's been a radical transformation, but ultimately it's saying yes to the next best step. So I want to do this because I think we can actually help a whole group of people right now. And so what I want to do is try to focus on the people that are lacking that self-confidence from 18 to 22. And what I just heard you say is that you were able to share your story And that is how um, you slowly started to develop this confidence about yourself. So what I want to do is really encourage those listening. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be for an 18 to 22 year old. It could be somebody who's younger or it could be somebody who's 65. Uh, But improving self-confidence is a lot about sharing your story. And it probably didn't happen the first time. I mean, even though those three Girl Scouts – um, asked you to share. It probably wasn't the first time that you you share that story and you're like, oh, I'm self-confidence now. But that was probably a boost. And then you realize sharing your story was impactful. So do you think people who are – I never even thought about this. So this is an aha moment for, for me as well. Do you think people need to share their story over and over again and that will help build self-confidence? What's your opinion on that? That's so cool. It's, it's, again, a, kind of a yes and. So, yes, you need to share your story. But the mistake I think we make is to think that we need to share a story and monetize it. 
that we need to get followers, we need to get likes, we need to sell books, we need to create a brand around how great we are. The reality is none of that is true at all. The most important brand you can be, you can actually grow is understanding who you are, how you show up, what matters to you, and that someone else's opinion cannot bring you down or raise you up. That you are far more than that. The, the, biologically speaking, to pull back a little bit, the likelihood of you being here, there was a cool study done on this, uh, your mother, your father coming together right on time, people. So take notes at home. Less than one in 400 trillion. So the very likelihood of you being in this room listening to this podcast today is less than one in 400 trillion, meaning your life is nothing short of a divine, wild, freaking miracle. You're here. That alone ought to be enough to give you quite a bit of confidence. So just get the math around how cool it is that you're alive. Don't take it for granted. I, f- I find... We as adults, that starts at 18, but it continues on until until the next stage of life. We frequently take our lives for granted. And what I beg you to do, whether you are in college or you are a young entrepreneur, you're listening to this podcast, and you're not even sure how you got how you bumped into it, is to recognize how profoundly important your life is. Start there. Then recognizing the stories that have formed you allow you to show up more fully in the stories of those around you. So you don't tell your story to benefit you, you actually tell it so that you can understand how best to show up in any setting. Whether you're on a podcast, you're in the front of a boardroom, you're in the back of a classroom, or you're at a bar with a buddy on a weekend. You actually understand who you are. And now you're no longer defined by anybody else's reaction to you. So it's really healthy not to write your story, to sell it, but to write your story to know it. I, I, I love that, uh, to, to write your story, to know it. I think that that is just so key. You know, earlier you just mentioned, you know, about mistakes and things that, you know, potentially uh, people have along the way. And, and maybe one of them is, you know, caring too much about how many likes you have. But if I can shift back to maybe some of your own mistakes, I always think it humbles people and to realize that the people we have on the podcast, even though extraordinarily successful with their selling and their books um, and how many people are actually following them, what is important to know is that your life hasn't been perfect and you've made tons of mistakes along the way. So maybe you could share uh, one or two mistakes that, that you think you've made in the past and let's see if we can't help others learn from them. Mm. So I, I think probably as a young business owner, and first of all, if you're wondering what mistakes I've made, we could bring my wife on and uh, <laughs> she could quickly sandbag around me and tell you all kinds of things I did this morning. We could then get we'll our wives, we could get our spouses together and they, they, Correct. They, they would have a lot of fun with that one. And I know you have a bit of a younger audience, which man, how cool to have people whose entire lives remain in front of them. So let me share a couple of things. One thing I did is in college. So for those of you from 18 to whatever your age is, that might be in college in one way or another. I took those years wildly for granted and I did just enough to get by, which is a profound mistake to do just enough to get by. C's make degrees. I used to say that to my friends and I thought I was really clever and cool. What, how, how dumb, man, to not soak up experts who have incredible things to share with you, whether it's around philosophy, science, finance, whatever it is you're studying, soak up what it is someone has to teach you. Ask them questions. Go to your teachers. Ask your friends. Man, really use this period of time to learn to become a far better version of yourself. That's one mistake I did is I took those four years of college and I did just enough. What a mistake. Second thing, I was always choosing to chase someone else's version of success. It was never really identified around what I wanted. 
it was always what I thought might make me fit in in the eyes of those around me for a long time. And then I had a conversation when I was 27 or so with a guy who was dying in a hospital bed. And he said, John, if you'd spoken to me years ago, you would have seen a man on top of the world. I started and grew and built a successful business. And yet in the pursuit of all these things I thought I wanted, I lost the relationship with my wife. I've lost the relationship with my three daughters because of the pursuit of success almost drove me crazy. I started drinking and smoking. I've lost my health. Now I've lost everything. And he looked out the window. Then he looked back at me and he said, I'll never forget these words, by the way. He said, John, I've climbed to the very tippity top of the ladder of success only to realize at the top that I had the thing leaned against the wrong damn wall. Brother, I'll I'll never forget those words. I've got to the tippity top of the ladder of success only to realize I had the thing leaned against the wrong damned wall. And it was like agony as he shared these words, man. His relationships were gone. His friends were gone. His money was gone. It was all gone. And there's no redoing in life. And so one of the cool things that we can do at age 18, at age 22, and for you young entrepreneurs in the room, is to really be mindful during periods of change on what success looks like for you. What really matters? I believe the foundation of your life is firm. Like the the society itself, this is going nowhere. So the foundation is firm. But you want to make sure that you're moving in the direction of your version of success, not your parents, not your friends, not society, not Instagram or anybody else, TikTok. Don't do what people think is going to be as cool. Do what you know in your heart is going to make a difference through your life. I love that. There's a lot of really good information in there. What I'm hearing is that you just need to soak up, learn, and listen at a young age. I guess the biggest question that I would have thinking back, and I can think back to things that I did too. We probably would have had a lot of fun together in school back in, back in the day. Um, we still can. We still, I'm no saint, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's reconnect. Oh, can't, can't wait. Um, I'm wondering, how do you start? Let's say you've been partying. You hear this podcast and you have an epiphany of like, oh my gosh, John, you're totally right. This is an opportunity for me to use that time wisely. How do you start? Great question. One is you could look backward at your life. And so what I would do, if I was really coaching you up right now, I would actually have you write a legacy statement. I would have you define your life. If you die today, listeners, what does your obituary say? What have you done? What did you fail at? What does your mother say about you? What do your buddies say? What about your fraternity brothers? What about your, your, the ladies you, you room with? What about your boyfriend? What about your colleagues at work? What are people saying about you? What, what really signified your life? That's exercise one. And the second one is this. Now, shut your eyes. What do you want them to say? What impact do you want to make? Where do you wish you were working? What do you want to be doing? And then go after that with everything you got. And so you, you will see... At every level, I don't care how well put together you are, there will be a gap between the way life is now, honestly, and the way you wish it might be. And then every single moment of your life ought to be invested in building that second statement and living it, becoming the kind of man, the kind of lady, the kind of leader, the kind of entrepreneur, the kind of student, the kind of daughter or son that you know you can be. And for too long, we've been making excuses. We've been busy. We've been studying. We've been working out. We've been sleeping. And we've been doing all these things that are keeping us away from really doing what we know in our heart we should be doing next. And so I I think there could be a cool gap that develops between where we are, where we want to go. And now you can spend some effort filling that. That's a cool way to build a a bit of a strategy around where you want to go next. That's something that I don't even think I've done. I've heard people talk about that. But I just wrote that down and underlined and circled in in my notes of just 
to to do's or follow-ups, which I do every time I learn something from a new pe- person I'm interviewing. So the two things I wrote down that you know might help if someone's taking notes is what would people say about you and what do you want them to say about you? And so I think being able to answer those questions in, in clarity um, just, man, that hit, that hits the spot right. And that actually leads a perfect segue into what I really want to talk about, which is what's going on in today's environment with the COVID-19 pandemic. And essentially, I'm looking at you as someone who can inspire people to look at this as an opportunity. I mean, not everybody can do it in the same way, but I'm, I'm looking at you to help us inspire people that can look at this as an opportunity. There's a lot of uncertain times right now. People have extreme challenges to both their physical and mental health. And how does your message apply to those people? So I'm going to answer your question, hopefully in a moment. On September 17th, 2001, I had lunch with my grandfather. This was six days after 9-11. It's the first day that the markets reopened, stock markets in New York. And as we went through lunch, he shared with me that he just bought a lot of Boeing stock and a lot of American Airlines. And every single person with any amount of wise investment savvy, you know, you're one of them, would know after 9-11, the very first thing to be crushed would be those manufacturing planes and those flying them. So me being really smart in finance, said, Grandpa, why, why would you do this? What a mistake. That was the dumbest thing, Grandpa. And he says to me, John, do you know why they call us the greatest generation? And he was. And I said, I, no, I don't know why they called you the greatest generation. He said, John, it's not because we went through the Great Depression. I, I think everybody would have tried to get through bad days. So it's not because we weathered the Great Depression. It's not because we went off to fight in Europe and the Pacific Theater during World War II. I think when a nation is at war, people raise their hand and they go. It's not because we were the most productive society in the history of the world when we returned home. That's not why we were the greatest generation. And then he paused and then he said, the reason we were the greatest generation and remain the greatest generation is because we never forgot the lessons learned along the way. Dude, that's a big deal right there. They went through the depression, they went off to war, they built society, and they never ever forgot the lessons they were taught and trained along the way, both through the high points and the low points. That's why on September 17th, he was buying stock in Boeing and American Airlines, because he believed that even though the storm would come, the best days of those organizations remain in front of them. He wanted to make sure that they knew there was somebody out there that believed in them. He wanted to buy as the thing was about to fall. That's the kind of citizen, that's the kind of investor, that's the kind of man my grandfather was. So you said, John, COVID-19, it's, it's a disaster. It's killed our markets, crushed unemployment. For those of us graduating, now we're not even going to be able to graduate with our class. This is crushing. It is crushing. These are very difficult days for so many. And yet, I am absolutely confident that there are lessons being trained and taught right now, if our eyes, hearts, and minds are open to them, that will make this experience the kind of thing that will change not only our life, but society long-term. So if we are able to utilize this moment in time, this very dark, painful moment in time to redeem the future, to make it better, to start a new business, to recognize what actually matters, to slow down to to save our family. You and I were talking about that offline. Wow, what a gift. And so I, I believe the next greatest generation is listening to this podcast right now. And I just encourage you, don't waste away these days. Don't wish them away. Learn the lessons from within them and be made better because of them. That gives almost a full circle to where we started and about self-confidence. And if you can hear that right there and take it into the principle of your life, 
man, you'll be inspired. Wow. So, um, you know, before we wrap up, John, um, I wanted you to have a moment to talk about your book and then how can people like follow up and learn more? Because I'm, I'm just feeling that I'm going to have a sense of a lot of listeners saying, I want more, John. How can, how can they hear more, hear, hear more about what you're all about and uh, give us a, a snippet on, on, your, on your book? Awesome. So first of all, thank you. And how can they learn more about me? Go to readinaw.com. That's where we have all of our social links. That's where you can learn about the work that we're doing today. And the, really the reason that I'm driving you there, listeners, is because at the very top of that page is a 21-day challenge. So go to readinaw.com, type in your email address. Let me send you an email tomorrow morning and the following morning and the following morning to remind you that you are not alone. There is reason for hope. There's a clear next step, and there's an action you can take in your life. We've had thousands of folks who have already gone through this. There's no charge to it, so it's a really cool way to stay engaged and to stay connected. So I'll say it one more time in case you're driving or whatever, but go go to readinaw.com. And uh, I'll be there smiling, waving at you, invi- inviting you into our community. So that's, that's a cool way we can do life together. We've also got a podcast called Live Inspired. I just interview people that I respect and look up to. Great astronauts and authors and leaders and overcomers and teachers, people that we can just learn from. So if you listen to a lot, a lot of podcasts, check out ours at Live Inspired with John O'Leary. And uh, you asked about the book In Awe. I wrote the book In Awe because I saw people in business and people who were in school as they progress through life become bored by it they cross their arms they smile less frequently they dress they dream less boldly they just kind of endure life and it drives me crazy and then i come home from these big meetings where i would speak and i would see these kids who are freaking on fire with their lives that they have smiles on their face they skip I mean, they don't even walk they skip from room to room. They dance when nobody's looking. They go outside and they play in the rain. They're crazy, but they soak up the very fiber that is life. And I wondered, how do we how do we lose that? How do we return to that? And if we did return to it, what might be possible? Well, how could we build bigger businesses? How could we touch more lives? How could we have better relationships with our loved ones? How could we change things that are broken right now for the better? And so the book in awe is an invitation for you to return to who you once were and in doing so, it will change not only how you show up today, but the life that you're going to live tomorrow. So, again, I can't encourage you strongly enough to go to readinaw.com. You can sign up for the 21-day challenge, but you can also pick up a copy of the book. And I believe it's going to change your life for the better. Awesome. Well, thank you, John. Appreciate your time today. I'm sure everyone's going to check that link out and your podcast. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens podcast. We inspire you, the listener, to take control of your life. Thank you for listening to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast. We hope to see you next week and make sure to stay inside and stay safe.